It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. When you talk, when you talk about increasing the physicality, what, what kind of things do you want you to you got to hit somebody. When the ball's shot, you got to block out. you got to hit somebody. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 26, 2019. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. Coming at you today on a Saturday, I'm going to experiment a little bit with some weekend episodes. I've got some ideas to kind of keep something in your inbox over the weekend, or if I happen to miss a day, I ended up missing Friday just because of of timing on my schedule. So I wanted to come at you with a a semi-full episode today. Um, We'll talk about the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks, and I'll talk about what we learned from practice on Friday, I'll save my Markel Fultz thoughts for after a few games uh, coming up here uh, in the next few days. Uh, so we'll, 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 do, we'll do all of that. But I, I'm thinking over the weekends, we'll recap games as they come across because I, I, I feel like sometimes I'm waiting too long to talk, to talk about games. Games are important. You want you know, to, un, to know what my thoughts are about a game. And specifically, you know, let's say next weekend, the Magic play the Milwaukee Bucks and Denver Nuggets on back-to-back nights. You don't care what I think about the Milwaukee Bucks on a Monday. So I, I think what my, what my plan is here, and we'll see if it works or not, so you know, don't hold me to it. It's not going to be every weekend day. But my plan for the weekends is to still come at you for some podcasts talking about games as they come up. So these weekend podcasts, except for probably today, will be a little bit more abbreviated, not the full kind of 30-minute shows that I typically do. It'll probably still end up being 20 because I talk forever. But... Well, we'll talk about games as they come up and, and uh, you know, perhaps even do sort of a best of is something else I'm thinking. In case you miss something over the course of the week, you can always come back on the weekend and listen to my thoughts on some magic issue uh, that, that, you know, is up in the air uh, or, or that happened during the week. I'll make sure it's timely, so, so don't worry. You know, things move fast to the NBA. Things move fast at all times. And so I, I, I sometimes felt like, over the last few seasons uh, that I've done this show, that I would be leaving stuff off on the weekends that that needed to be addressed immediately. And and I I would get actually comments from people saying, oh, I want to hear your thoughts on this game that happened on Friday. Well, I don't record again until Monday. Um, You know, the idea is to do a a five-day-a-week podcast, and so the weekday shows still matter. That's when I think most of you listen. But I do want to kind of fill in some of these gaps here over the weekend. So I'm going to save my Marco Fultz thoughts for Monday, probably. Um, you know, we saw what he did in Wednesday's opener, obviously, and I meant to talk about that uh, on Friday's episode, but I, again, ended up not recording on Friday. Uh, so I will circle back to that. Hold me to that, please. Um, and we'll talk about more in-depth Monday's game against the Raptors instead of having to re- and probably recap uh, the game against the Hawks on, on Monday as well because I'll, I'll be, I'll, I won't be able to get to it, I, I don't think, on Sunday either. 
Uh, so that's kind of the plan for the season now that the season's officially started. So do check your inboxes or check wherever you download podcasts. You know, make it locked on magic. Literally a seven day week experience. I know I did seven day episodes, seven days uh, during the playoff run. Um, so I think that I think that this will work a little bit better. So so we'll we'll see how it goes and and you know you can tell me what you like and what you don't like moving forward. But before we get into the Atlanta Hawks and a little bit more about what the Magic worked on in practice on Friday. I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here on the Locked On Magic Magic Podcast with a local expert who knows their team best. No matter what team it is, whether it is the Atlanta Hawks, you can check out Locked On Hawks, or the Toronto Raptors coming off a big win over the Boston Celtics, you can check out Locked On Raptors. You can find your team to get the information that you need from people who know their teams best. Plus, we have the Locked On NBA podcast covering the NBA from a national perspective, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball and several other great new NBA shows to get you covered, including our new show with Nate Duncan and John Hollinger. You can check out all these great podcasts wherever you download a podcast today. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. We also have MLB, NFL, college, and NHL podcasts too. So no matter what team you cheer for or don't cheer for, you can hate listen. You can find your podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just again, search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the, po- and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Last year, the Orlando Magic dominated the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, it's just, they just flat out dominated them. Beat them to a pulp, just left them for dead, essentially. It was essentially... Four blowouts. I think there's one close game in there. It's a 10-point game at home. But as explosive as Atlanta was, they could not figure out the magic. Whether it was the Martin Luther King Day game that Orlando won pretty handily or that big blowout victory where the magic scored 40 points in the first quarter, dropped 140 on the Hawks. They just dominated them. I, I still joke, and I still think it's true. John Collins has nightmares about facing Jonathan Isaac because... He just can't do anything against Jonathan Isaac. It, it happened in the preseason, just like it happened in the regular season last year. But Steve Clifford is right on this point, and he's 100% right. That was last year. This is a different Hawks team. It is a better Hawks team. Just by experience, it should be a better Hawks team. They added a really nice player in Jabari Parker who had a nice showing off the bench as a kind of versatile five. It's going to be a difficult task for Mo Bamba to guard him if, if that's the way the Hawks run things. And of course, Trey Young is going to be very, very good. And he was popping threes. He scored 26 of his 38 points in the first half against the Detroit Pistons. But really, when you go look at that game, when you go watch that game if you have league pass or if you can get catch highlights, the Pistons came back in that game and tied it up, and the Hawks pulled away at the end for a 117-100 victory, if I'm not mistaken. The Hawks are a good team. They're not, you know, they are an improving team. Are they the playoff team that some people think? Are they ready to take that next step? I'm not certain of that. This is still a team that has to show its defensive medal and show that it can step up on the defensive end. But this is an improved team. And the Magic's defense is going to have to be on point. The Magic's defense is going to have to do its work to be ready to play this game. It's not going to be easy. That is for sure. It's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. 
The Magic's defense is very good. I think that that is established, especially when it gets set. We saw in the preseason, we saw in the game against the Cavaliers, that when the Magic are able to get their defense set, there are a lot of long arms that are tough to break down. Say what you want about how Cleveland was able to kind of keep themselves in that game and, and cut into the Magic's lead. They scored only 85 points. They shot worse than 40%. And in this NBA, with so many shooters and so, so, so such innovative offenses, that's still pretty darn good. Steve Clifford was not complaining about the team's defense at all coming out of Wednesday's game. But the Hawks are good at the exact things the Magic have struggled at of late. Because the Hawks can go five out, and, and I think they will play Jabari Parker at center some, even with Mobamba on the floor. They're going to pull players away from the basket. That's going to create driving lanes, and more importantly, that's going to create long rebounds that the Magic have to work to secure. Now, for whatever reason, as good as Atlanta was offensively last year, they could not figure out this Magic defense. So the Magic do have a little bit of the secret sauce. They do know how to stop this team. They do know how to slow this team down. And they know how to run back at them and, and, and beat them. So it, I, I don't think it's, you know, it's not something the Magic can't defeat. It's not like this is the, the Warriors that, that just spread and stretch you out and you can't do anything. This is a young team that can get hot and that can pick you up, pick you up if you're not focused. And the Magic's focus has gone in and out. Let's go back to that preseason game. Let's see what we can learn from that preseason game. In that preseason game, the Magic defense was able to slow down the Hawks starters for the most part. That was an ugly, ugly game. And, you know, until Aaron Gordon got knocked out of the game with, a, with you know, getting in the jaw, he was playing really well. And the Magic's offense was really moving in, those early part, in that early part of the game. But the Magic were able to make that a really ugly game. They had the lead. They took the lead. They had enough offensive burst. To, to build a cushion, just like they did against Cleveland. And Atlanta made a run late, especially with the bench guys in. But Orlando always was able to pull away, was able to make the shots they needed to, to stretch things out. It's preseason, so who knows how much you can actually buy into that. But to be sure, Orlando knows their defense can get the job done here. Orlando knows that they can make this push. And beat this team. But if they're not careful, if they're not focused on what they have to do, then they're going to get beat. And that's exactly what the focus was at camp, or in practice, on Friday. This is our favorite time of the year. So let's take a break real fast, because this is our favorite time of the year. You know, this, this, I, I'm reading copy here, so if you want to tune out, don't, because, you know, this pays the bills. But, you know, this is sweater weather time. And, and by sweater weather, I mean you might have to wear jeans because we don't get sweater weather in, in Florida. But it does mean that basketball's back, and basketball is the best time. Both pro and college ball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel a part of the action than to have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout and you get the most out of your league pass in the process. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.com. 
Ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Locked On NBA to activate the offer again. That's promo code Locked On NBA to double your cash today. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And when you get paid, of course, look your best with Indochino. It's the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter promo code Locked On at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Enter promo code Locked On at checkout. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Steve Clifford has complained about a few things during the preseason. High turnovers, yeah, definitely a problem. You know, poor three-point shooting, a little, little bit less of a problem, but certainly something he's concerned about. But the biggest thing that he has harped on throughout the entire preseason, throughout this entire early season segment, has been the team's physicality. Steve Clifford is one, you know, was one of the first people to say that continuity is really only as much as we make of it. Yes, it's great that everyone knows each other, but it doesn't matter if you don't play well together again. And the thing that he's been most concerned about in this early part of the season and in the early parts of camp, the thing that he is most concerned about has been whether the team can get back up to the level of play, to the kind of the standard of play they set at the end of last season. He would tell you that their physicality and their pace of play was or their physicality and, and, and their attention to detail and practice were better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning of the season and was the key to the team's success. Maybe it's being a curmudgeon coach. Maybe it's something or another. But he hasn't seen that yet this year. Before Wednesday's game, Clifford was just as anxious as everyone else to see what this team would look like. And he said... I feel good about our... He, he said, when he, I asked him about the rebounding because he mentioned the rebounding has not been good. He said, quote, I feel good that we did it last year. Sure haven't done it this year. We haven't done it in practice much either. Last year, one of the reasons we played better was we developed a level of physicality that we didn't have at the beginning of the year. We didn't have it in the preseason and we better have it tonight. The jury in that game against the Cavaliers... A little bit of a mixed bag. 
I don't know if I quite agree with Steve Clifford completely on his criticism of the Magic's rebounding in that game, but the criticism is still valid. Orlando was ultimately out-rebounded 54-46 in the game. So the raw numbers, yes, are, are pretty bad. Cleveland had 10 offensive rebounds, although they only scored, they scored only seven second-chance points. So Cleveland, with a 22.4 offensive rebound rate, showed that there are some warning signs. And again, like I said against Atlanta on Saturday, I think one of the big things to watch out for is whether the Magic can secure the glass because A, best off, best three-point looks come off of offensive rebounds, and B, the Hawks are going to play five out and they're going to force everyone to focus keenly on rebounding, especially getting long rebounds. Because if they're not cutting to the paint, they're going to be taking long shots, and that's going to put the Magic a little bit out of position. So they got to be really focused uh, on the glass. And so, rebounding is vital to this team. It was vital to the team last year. One of the things the Magic were truly elite at, and a big reason why their defense was so good, eighth in the league in defensive rating, was they had one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Orlando last year finished third in the league with a 75.4% defensive rebound rate. Essentially, three of every four rebound opportunities for the Magic on defense, they got. You can see why I'm not completely buying what Clifford said about the Magic's rebounding being that poor against the Cavaliers. The Magic, the reason why the Magic lost the rebounding battle was they're just, they were a much worse offensive rebounding team. I think they had 17.6% offensive rebound rate. But a 22% offensive rebound rate isn't going to kill you. It didn't kill the Magic last year. Now, I, I will agree with Clifford on that point, too, that the Magic could have rebounded a lot better, and they'll need to rebound a lot better. So, uh, you know, the numbers here, small sample sizes, can lie a little bit. The, the number looks good for Orlando. I, I don't think it's a huge level of concern, but they do need to be better. They can, they can stand to be better. And Orlando last year as well gave up only 10.9 second chance points per game, the best mark in the league. So again, giving up seven second chance points off of 10 offensive rebounds, it's a pretty good marker. I think the Cavs shot three of 10 on second chance point opportunities. So even though Orlando was giving up offensive rebounds, they were able to defend those shots pretty well. But Cleveland was able to get good looks, especially three point looks off those misses. One of those, you know, one of those makes uh, off an offensive rebound was a three-pointer late in the game when Cleveland went on a 9-0 run to suddenly make that game in doubt. So again, I'm not as concerned about the rebounding as everyone else. At the same time, it is something that requires the Magic's attention. Yeah, absolutely. On, on both ends of the floor, I think we can do a better job um, getting in there and trying to get some offensive rebounds, but you know, making teams limit themselves to one possession. You know, that's mm -hmm. a big part of defense. It's a big part of winning. Magic forward Jonathan Isaac there commenting on the team's rebounding and focus on rebounding entering Saturday's game. Orlando is going to have to rebound better. And it's, again, I'll agree with Clifford on this point. While I disagree that the numbers don't suggest the Magic were as bad rebounding as, as he might say, I do agree with Clifford on this point. It is about physicality. It is about hitting first. It is about discouraging the team from even going after offensive rebounds. And it's about finishing possessions. This is something that the team has to reestablish. Because he's right. 
At the end of last season, Orlando was always the much more physical team. They were always the ones kind of playing on the front foot, playing with confidence, playing with swagger. And frankly, throughout the preseason, and I would say even in Wednesday's game, it felt like Orlando was easing into the season a little bit too much. And I think that makes Clifford a little nervous. And I think it probably should. This is not a team that can simply flip a switch and be ready to play. This is not a team that can simply, you know, kind of show up for the big games. And, and guess what? There are big games coming up next week. Monday at Toronto, Friday versus Milwaukee, Saturday at Denver. And, and I've already begun telling people Friday and Saturday's games against the Denver Nuggets and Milwaukee and uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Denver Nuggets, Friday against Milwaukee, Saturday against Denver. Those two games are the first real barometers for the Magic. And, and I think... You know, while you know, I, I'm not going to say we're going to learn a lot about the team because it's still so early in the season. That's those are going to be two very, very big games as far as just establishing yourself as a team to be reckoned with. And I think you know, Steve Clifford isn't thinking this way. This is kind of fan thought, fan thinking a little bit. But Orlando's got to get themselves ready to play and ready to play some big games here early on in the season. And and like we've all said when we analyze the schedule, nine of the first 13 games are at home. It really does feel like Orlando has to get off to a good start in these first 13 games, and that does mean raising the level of play. Saturday's game is, frankly, not a game Orlando should drop. It, you know, again, it's so early in the season, you're going to lose some weird games, but you got to find ways to win these games on the road, I think, especially if you want to be the team that, that we think the Magic can be. Um, the Magic know they were good defensively on, on Wednesday. They know they did a lot of things really, really well, especially on the defensive end. So now it's just about fine-tuning these things. And it's, again, about rediscovering that level, that, that, that increased intensity of play that got the magic across the finish line last year. It's something that takes some time. Let's not kid ourselves. It is something that takes a little bit of time. But Orlando has its work cut out for it to get there. And of course, we'll, we'll see if they ultimately do. The Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks at 7.30. It'll be on Fox Sports Florida. We'll have a complete recap for you up on orlandomagicdaily.com. And if we don't have an episode recapping the game for you on Sunday, we'll have one for you on Monday as well as a preview of the Magic's game against the Toronto Raptors. We'll also talk a little bit, probably a little bit about Markel Fultz on that episode, if not uh, at some point next week. So we'll, we'll, we'll gather some Markel Fultz data after his great game on Wednesday. I have a big piece up on Markel Fultz up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Like I said, weekend episodes will be a little bit shorter. Um, moving forward, I'll, I'll either do kind of game recaps or game previews with sort of a best of. I, I, I don't know if I want to add too much new content here on weekend episodes because I do know they'll be a little bit less listened to. Um, but I wanted to give you something since I missed Friday and, and, of course, was at practice on Friday. So I'll give you a little bit extra here on the weekend. So definitely, 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 definitely make Locked on Magic part of your daily routine if you're out doing uh, do, mowing the lawn or, or doing it, doing whatever, have Locked on Magic ready to go. We'll, have, we'll hopefully have an episode for you at least you know five of the seven days of the week. Um, hopefully, maybe six or seven. We'll, we'll we'll see how things we'll things see how things go and how they work out. But until then, you can download the Locked on Magic podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as on Facebook at Locked on Magic. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. Have a great weekend. This has been Philip Rosson and Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.